0: no okay i was (laughs) i was going to sing the f1 theme song and then i immediately immediately realized that is the worst idea i've ever had in my whole entire life so that's not that's not happening but welcome back to the magnation podcast this is the first f1 journals episode and i'm so excited about it because jesus christ there is a lot to talk about um so basically if you're new here this is my podcast, and um, every Thursday I'm planning on posting just a normal everyday chat, but every Monday, well not every Monday, post-race Monday, I'm planning on discussing what's, what happened, what's going on in the world of F1, and to be honest, it's the silliest season yet, so I'm probably gonna do this even on Mondays that aren't post-race Mondays, who knows, who knows, I mean... There's not much else to say. Of then, let's let's get into it. Let's dissect. Let's dissect Singapore, baby, because there's a lot to dissect, and I I think we'll be here for a while. I can never usually watch um, practice one and two because I'm working, unfortunately. However, I have a phone. I have notifications. I know what's going on. When I tell you, seeing Lewis Hamilton do well. I don't even have words, guys. I do not have words. I. Need a Lewis win. I need a Lewis win so bad, you don't understand. It's everything to me. It's 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 the most important thing in the whole entire world. Anyway, um again I didn't watch practice, so I didn't really know what to make of it. I was just kind of like, Jesus Christ. I really, really, really hope I'm not delusional this weekend. I was, in fact, delusional this weekend, but we'll get to that in a moment. I don't have anything else to say about practice. We have to go on to qualifying. Qualifying, um, I think this was the most exciting and intense qualifying of all time. The reason, well, not of all time. It was the most exciting and intense qualifying of the year, I think personally. And the reason I think that is because my heart was beating so fast, I couldn't fucking hear anything else. Just my heart. Um, And that's because I was excited. And I like being excited, it's fun. I mean, I'd written down notes to talk about, and all it says is, Quali, then this one little bullet point and it just says, Lewis, fast. Um, so that's obviously not going to help me discuss this. But yeah, Lewis was fast. Um, it was just wild. I I really thought Lewis was going to get pulled. This is the thing, guys. I'm really delusional. I promise this whole thing won't just be me talking about how much I love Lewis Hamilton. Because I know there are other fans. Um, but yeah, that was, that was actually exciting to see. I was, I was looking forward to that. We should address the drama of Max not having enough fuel, what the hell, you guys, um, that was wild, Max getting angry on the radio is the funniest thing in the whole entire world, he is so funny, he's hilarious, I like Max, I'm gonna put out there now, I like the drivers, there may be a team leader, team leader, team boss I don't like, it's probably easy to guess who that is considering I am a woman, and um, this man has made it evidently clear he does not agree with women being F1 fans, but anyway, um <laughs> to be honest, I think the only thing I actually have to say about qualifying is I was convinced Lewis was gonna get poor and I was freaking out over it. And um Max's fuel thing was just insane. It was also kind of unexpected to see Red Bull follow the rules. And what? Who said that? Who said that? It was not me. I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. Anyway, <laughs> Yeah, let's just move on to the race quickly before I get, um, you know, someone turning at my house, threatening to take me away. The race. My goodness me, where to begin? I guess we should start with a fact. Um, I went to the pub to watch it, which is so fun. I had a great time. And I was panicking that I was going to be late. Um, I have the poorest time management in the whole entire world. That's not true, actually. I just couldn't be bothered getting out of bed. Um, So I was going to get there like five minutes before the race started, but oh no, oh no, guys, the heavens opened, there was a tropical last storm in Singapore, Um, so I didn't miss the race because it was delayed for an hour and five minutes, which um, every time there's a lot of rain, I'm always quite fearful, we're going to have a Belgium um, 2021 situation, for those of you who don't know, um, the race at Spa last year just got rained off, didn't happen because of the rain and it was the longest day of all. I actually wasn't at home, I was at Leeds Festival, and I was texting my mom and I was like, has it started yet? Like, why isn't she updating me on what's going on? And it just didn't stop, and it didn't stop, and it didn't stop, and so eventually, they were like, ah, yeah, we're not gonna do this today. And um, Twitter was popping off that day. The, the internet was a good place to be if you were an F1 fan that day, because it was hilarious. Yeah, so I'm always a bit fearful of that, and I also get super anxious um, for races in the rain because crashes, everything just falls apart, which can be exciting, but I'm also always kind of fearful for everybody's well-being and safety, you know, as any normal person would be. Alas, nobody was hurt. The crashes were not horrific. It was all good. And the race eventually did start, thankfully. Do you know what? Actually, before I discuss the race, um, I have the F1 play app and you can make predictions the reason I do this is because if you get all ten right, you win paddock passes. It's very difficult to get all ten right. But, you know, I, I try anyway. Um, I'm going to read you about my predictions and you're going you're gonna to laugh. You're going to be like, Jesus Christ. Okay, it's wishful thinking and I'm delusional. But I got two things right. So my predicted podium <laughs> was Lewis Hamilton, Charlotte Clare, which I got right, I did predict um, Perez as third, Um, so I predicted he'd be on there, just not first. First finisher Q1, I predicted would be Pierre, it was Danny Rick. First finisher P2, I predicted would be Yuki, it was Lance Stroll. To be fair, this never usually happens, like it was a random race. First to retire, um, I think again I was just wishful, (laughs) I said it was going to be Max, it was um, Joe, (laughs) Joe you. Uh, fastest lap, I said Charles, um, it was George Russell, we'll get onto George in a moment, because that was the weirdest race of his life, um, I said that 17 were gonna finish, and there was only 14 people that finished, which was crazy, I predicted there was gonna be a safety car, like, come on, it's Singapore, um, I predicted the winner's margin was gonna be 4-7 to seconds, which, it was, and then there was a time penalty, so, it wasn't, but anyway. So yeah, they were my predictions. Um, as you can see, I'm really delusional and I live in a fantasy world, but I like it here. It's fun. Am I heartbroken every Sunday? Yeah, pretty much, but we'll get over it. <laughs> I guess we should just get into the race and my thoughts of, you know, the absolute chaos. I mean, first of all, uh, it was just a timed race, there wasn't any laps, which is always ridiculously anxiety-inducing, especially when the safety cars, because you're like, the clock is ticking let the boys back out. So yeah, it was already off to a chaotic start. I don't know what I expected. It wasn't this though. Or maybe it was. I don't know anymore. I don't know what to expect with this silly sport. Why am I here? Okay, let's talk about the start. Um, Max had a bad start, which was really not what I expected. I was expecting Max to like, get himself up into first almost immediately because he's such a good driver. He is such a good driver. I can't take that away from him. He is so good at what he does. Um, but yeah, he had a bad one. Lando was Lando was kind of slaying a little bit, just a little bit. He was holding his own. That's probably the best I've seen Lando race all year. Lewis getting, you know, pushed wide was devastating for me. But I'll, I'll get over it. I I will get over it. To be honest, the first half of the race was kind of slow. Like you know, I was waiting for Shaw to get into first didn't happen um nothing was really going on max was like killing it climbing up the grid but it was just kind of you know your average race you were like is Lewis gonna overtake really carlos oh my god that was painful to watch actually i was like "How is this man not overtook carlos science yet like the gap was like 0.006 at one point i think i could have just made that up but that was crazy i was like come on dude you how many world championships do you have should be eight, but let's not talk about Abu Dhabi because I will get traumatised. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was painful to witness. Why was Carlos so slow? I haven't seen anybody say anything about that. They probably did, I just haven't seen it. But yeah, that was, that was weird, man. I don't know what was going on with his car. I can never work out Ferrari. The fact that me and my friends did a prayer circle when Ferrari went in for their pit stops because we just don't trust the team, um is so sad. I'm glad Charles and Carlos are starting to take the shots now, they're in their villain era and I'm ready for it because <laughs> they should be their own strategists at this point because it's, it's it's painful. They've been let down so many times, it actually makes me want to cry. Um, It's so sad. It's the fact that everyone expects it now, it's awful. Can you imagine like people expecting you to do so bad at your job? I'd hate it. Then we had our first little crush, which I believe was Joe and Natifi. Um I think did you have to retire straight away? Oh, I should have wrote this down. I cannot remember. Yeah, then we had our first safety car and this is when things started a uh, start getting exciting. You know, we had Perez and Shaw, um, Carlos and Lewis and even Lando was, was he he was getting them. He was getting up there. It was a bit of an exciting time. After the first safety car, I think I just remember Alonso holding up Max. That was like you kind of tell Max is getting frustrated and rightfully so Alonso was really proving that hes he's you know a good driver and he's been there for a long time and it was showing it was showing so yeah Alonso was like keeping Max from getting up there it was very frustrating it was kind of you know a bit repetitive we were all like what's gonna happen everyone was questioning the tires nobody knew what tires to put on I think the Ferrari team stood outside the garage about five times <laughs> like it was so weird it was so funny and then, Alonso had his engine failure. They Red Bull are the luckiest team in the whole entire world. I swear I need the crystals Horner has. Um, I need to know what his manifestations are, because... What the hell? Yeah, Alonso had engine failure. Max lit up there. Um, what place did he go into? Was it Sixth? I think, maybe? So yeah. Um, there was another virtual safety car, of course. And then... They put George... <laughs> Oh, George Russell on mediums and I honestly, George was just the scapegoat for everybody. George had the weirdest, weirdest race in the whole entire world. It was actually, it's actually quite hilarious. Um, because <laughs> what the fuck? Him coming out of um, the pits and just sliding about everywhere. I was like, this man is going to crash. What have they done to him? What did they do to him? He was fine. But yeah, that was, I mean, they were getting the data for Lewis, I know what they were doing, but it was funny to watch, man, it was crazy. Yeah, that poor guy had no grip, and he had to just keep fighting, and he did well to not, you know, slam into the wall, because, Jesus Christ, a lot of people ended up doing that. Um, but yeah, that was so funny. And then we had yet another crash, Alex Alban, who, by the way, the fact he was there is amazing, I feel so proud of Alex, for those who don't know he had appendicitis, um, last week, the week before, I can't remember, time doesn't exist, not only did he have appendicitis, he had complications with the anaesthetic, um, and was it, when it, was it respiratory, 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 oh my god guys, how do you say respiratory, 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 He had issues, he couldn't breathe, he was on an ICU. Yeah, he he was on a ventilator, I believe, Um, which is insane. And the fact he was doing Singapore, which again, if you don't know, Singapore is probably one of the hardest tracks the drivers can do. First of all, it's ridiculously hot. Um, And, you know, it's a street race. They're always 10 times more difficult and the track is just, it's brutal, it's brutal. I think they lose like six kilograms doing that race, like a ridiculous amount of weight. So, yeah, the fact he was there after being so ill was insane. Um, So, yeah, he he crashed. He was out. Um, This was the start of the chaos. This was when it all kind of... Everybody woke up a little bit. It was wild. First of all, you had Lewis being struck behind Carlos. Then, suddenly, out of nowhere, Ocon had an engine issue. Was it an engine issue? Engine failure? Oh, it was his car that was smoking! Yeah, Ocon's car just decided to release some smoke. So he was out of the race. That was insane. Then there was another virtual safety car, and Ferrari, I'm pretty sure the pit crew came out again, but no one actually pitted. It was, I, I was, I literally had no idea what was going on. <laughs> do I ever, do we ever, guys? Do we ever know what's going on? In this stupid little bought? Yeah, and the end of the virtual safety car, Max overtook Lando before it officially ended. That was, again, where was the punishment? We didn't really see one, but you know, I'm just, I have a lot of thoughts about the FIA and Red Bull. Um, just a lot of thoughts. I'm sure some of you agree. I'm sure some of you don't. But, in my heart, I morally know what is right and what is wrong. (laughs) That's all I'm gonna say. And then we take a look at Mercedes and George's tire. George's tires were slowly starting to work. He was slowly starting to get faster. Lewis was doing well and then and then the most heartbreaking moment in the whole entire world for me. He went into the wall. He went into the wall. You do not understand how devastated I was. I near cried. I, I literally I just I just sat there in silence. Couldn't believe it. Like this <laughs> Oh my god, I was devastated. Every week I fool myself into thinking he's going to win and it never happens and um, I just I don't know how much more I can take. I, I can't even talk about him going into the wall much more. That's all I'm going to say about it. It was heartbreaking. Then we had all our pit stops, um, well a few pit stops, honestly I, uh, the amount of times Ferrari came out of our garage I genuinely, if you asked me to count how many pit stops there were I'd say about 50 million. I don't even know. But you know, alas we're, we're racing again and then Yuki goes into the wall. This it, all, it really all kind of kicked off, but Yuki's was bad. We had a full safety car. Um, he literally just pitted, pitted, I think. I can't remember what tires he was on, but he just pitted, and I think he locked up. These drivers, they were going into the wall, and there was no one around them. I, I truly just think they were tired. I think they were like, I'm too hot. I want to get out of this race. Let me crash into the wall. That's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. Um, <laughs> I don't blame them, Honestly. If I was near the back and I was drenched with sweat and I was in a horrific, you know, and I was racing the most horrific track on the circuit, I'd be like, yeah, let me just gently crash into the wall. I'm over it. I'm out. Let me leave. McLaren then did a double pit. Again, McLaren have kind of been making some odd decisions this season. So I was nervous, especially when they put Daniel on softs. But I I guess it kind of worked out in the end. (laughs) And then we have... Um, Perez basically like rear ending the safety car, I guess, which I knew he wasn't going to get like a big punishment for it because, like I've said, I have many thoughts about the FAA and Red Bull. It's really annoying and infuriating, but whatever. um The fact they didn't decide that penalty until after the race as well, it's all very suspicious. It's, I'm, yeah, something's not right in that sport. It's obvious. It's a bunch of rich white men, like, Of course there's something not right there. Like, let's be serious, guys. Let's be serious. It's never going to be fair. Anyway, we're off racing again or driving around. Max goes to overtake Lando and he locks up and he goes off track. This, honestly, this was crazy. It was so fun to watch. I love when races are chaotic but, like, no one gets hurt. That's, like, the best type of race. Very fun. Very exciting. Heartbreaking when it's someone you love, Lewis. Um, But, yeah i also believe this was around the point where russell said that mick was um (laughs) mick was racing like it was the race of his life driving like it was a race of defending he said something about mick defending like it was the race of his life and honestly real i love mick um that was funny we can't lose mick he is a good driver let him let him drive how he wants russell let him defend as much as he needs to come on now oh and i believe at some point perez was like oh i'm having an issue with the car of the drivability of the engine. I'm not entirely sure what he said. I was like, Oh my god, Red Bull downfall era because it was not long after Max had like locked up and spun off. It was crazy. I truly was like, Oh my god, Shaw's gonna get his win. I feel like Shaw needs another win, um, for his own state of mind because it's it's devastating. Can't cope with it. Um yeah. They Shaw could have had the championship. And I know he still technically can win. Um but he, he could have been like really, really battling out with Max. But his team let him down. I sound insane, but like part of me thinks Horner has them all in the Ferrari team because there is no other explanation for your team letting you down that much. That is not normal. It's insane. And then there was a moment where um, I thought Shaw was actually going to rotate Perez. Um, I don't know what happened. He just lost his pace. Like Shaw really nearly had him a few times. Well, he could have nearly had him a few times, and then the gap just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was obvious at this point that Paris was going to win, and it was kind of sad, but, you know, you win some, you lose some. I've lost almost all of them, but it's fine. <laughs> and then, just to add to the chaos even more, of George Russell, the scapegoat, craziest, randomest race of all time, they brought him into pit again and put him out onto socks. <laughs> Why not? And he did get faster fastest lap, so... Good for him. An extra little point there. It's important. Every point is important. We've we've seen how close it can be. So, there you go. And then, yeah, it just kind of ended pretty pretty civilly, I guess. It was like, the clock is counting down. You run out of time. This is the end of the race. Perez won. Shaw is in second. Carlos on third. At least Ferrari got a few points for the Constructors. Not that it matters, to be honest. Um... Lando P4 and Daniel P5 was very exciting. It's been a while since they've, you know, both been up high together, that was nice. That was good to see. Lance Stroll P6, very random, good for him. Max P7, Seb P8, it was great seeing Seb in points. I really, really, really would love for Seb to win or get a podium at least before he has to leave. But I'd rather him not leave at all, actually, but yeah. Or make Sebastian Vettel race director. That would be a good, a good thing. Lewis P nine, Pierre P ten. There are our, our besties in the points. And you have Bottas, Magnussen, Mick. I just, I need Mick back in points. I'm sad. <laughs> and then George and the rest of our drivers were all out. So yeah, that was how it ended. I just kind of felt a bit deflated at the end of the race. I'm not gonna lie. And then we were waiting around for hours to see what Perez's penalty was going to be, which gave me kind of flashbacks to the end of Abu Dhabi, which I swore I wouldn't mention because genuinely, I actually have such bad, like, I that gets mentioned and I feel my whole body freeze. Like, I get anxious thinking about it. Um, yeah, just waiting around for the FIA to make up their minds. when well, you know what the answer's going to be because, you know, they love Red Bull. Um, which brings me on also, actually, moving swiftly on from the race (laughs) to budget caps. I feel like we should mention the budget cap drama because apparently we're gonna get um, news about that on Wednesday and that's not too far away. For anybody who doesn't know, um, every year the Formula 1 teams get a budget to make their car, pay the staff. I don't really know where the money goes but I think a lot of it goes towards the car. Apparently two teams have exceeded this budget last year and potentially this year and it's just never been mentioned since now. Bit random. The rumours are that it's Aston Martin and Red Bull. You are supposed to get severely punished for this because if you have a budget and you go over it and you do well, well you've cheated. There's cheating babes. So apparently the two teams were Aston Martin and Red Bull they're the ones that have rumoured to have gone over this budget. One team is supposed to have gone over it by less than 5% and the other over 5%. If this is true, they are both to be punished. Obviously, the one over 5% is supposed to get a much bigger punishment. This can range from being disqualified, losing points, um, anything really. I think less than 5% it's highly likely they'll just have money taken off their budget next year. Again, I I still think they should get points taken off them, though, because if they just get, like, a little stupid punishment that's, you know, not big, like, you know, a fine. I hate the fine punishments because everybody in that sport is rich. A fine punishment means nothing to them. Um, But yeah, if they just get a little punishment, what is stopping all the other teams from doing it in future? Like you're basically saying to them, yeah, this is a rule we have, but if you break it, it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Um, Aston Martin is kind of random because their car wasn't even that great last year, but whatever, I guess. Red Bull is where it gets interesting. For those of you who do not know... Um, and do not watch Formula 1, which I doubt you'll still be here if you don't. Last year, Max and Lewis were on equal points. Whoever won the last race is gonna win the championship. I can't even talk about it. I've said it, (laughs) I'm having a mental breakdown. i put it up so many times, it was so unfair. I hate the FIA, anyway. Max won. If it comes out that Red Bull, you know, went over their budget for that winning car, and Max won in an already, you know, problematic way that caused the storm. An absolute storm. Even if, you, even if you weren't a Formula 1 fan, you heard about that race. That's going to make even more drama happen. That is going to be crazy. And I think whatever the FIA say on Wednesday, it's going to upset 50% of people either way. Um, I truly, genuinely, I'm not just saying this because I love Lewis and think he was cheated. I think they should take points off him. They should take that championship away from him. Um, because... If it's true, which we don't know, he hasn't won it fairly. He's won it by cheating. Whether he knew or not that they'd gone over the budget, that car should not have been in that race because it shouldn't have been made, especially when you have teams like McLaren and Mercedes coming out and saying they had to let go members of staff last year because they couldn't afford to pay them with the budget. That's devastating to think about, that is awful. Um, So if this is true, I, I don't trust the FIA to give Rebel a proper punishment because they never do. But I think if that's the case, and if it turns out to be true, which I honestly think they'll just cover it up if it is true, I just think they'll be like, oh, just a joke. Because I just, again, I don't trust them. I really, it's awful that I don't trust them, but I don't. Um, If for some reason it comes out as true and they don't punish them properly, I don't know, man, I think it's gonna be pretty crazy on the internet, I don't think anyone's gonna be happy. I think Toto Wolf will lose his mind It's gonna be, it's gonna be intense. I would love to be in that paddock this week. Gonna be wild in Japan. If you're in Japan, watch out. You'll hear the screams of rich white men wherever you go. And apparently they've done it for this year as well. Uh, Again, this is all rumor. If they have done it for this year, I think, again, points should be taken off. Let Shawl win. Give my Shawl a win. Or do you know, I wouldn't mind Max winning again this year as long as it was fairly. but if they have exceeded the budget for this year and last year, they need points taken off them. That's the only fair thing. It's awful. It shouldn't be happening. And same for Aston Martin. I know it doesn't really affect Aston Martin as much as a Red Bull because, you know, they're not really contending for a championship. Um, that was really mean to say. They're a, I like Aston Martin. They're a good team, but I mean like they're not one of the top teams. Um, they should still be punished. And again, if they are under 5% and Red Bull are the ones over 5%, then it shouldn't be as severe. But they, people can't get away with this, it's awful. I actually, I genuinely cannot believe this is actually, I'm talking about this, it's insane. And why is it taking so fucking long? God, I hate it, I hate, why am I obsessed with this sport? It actually causes me so much stress. Like, I'm not well, guys, I'm suffering. I'm kind of dreading Wednesday, I honestly don't know what to expect. Um, terrified. Genuinely terrified for it. <laughs> One thing I will say before I depart. Christine Horner is very angry about this. He's been screaming and shouting and ranting and raving about it when he gets asked. He's like, it's not true. Blah, 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 blah. Why would they say this? It's, it makes me look bad. I'm a firm believer if you know you've done nothing wrong, you just sit there and you say, okay, let's see what happens on Wednesday. Because you know you're right, you know you're okay, and then everyone else will look stupid. The fact he's trying so hard to defend himself is kind of sus to me. I don't know. I don't trust the FIA, Singapore was a fun race. Um, See you in Japan babies, well I won't be there, but I'd love to be there. Maybe next year. F1, send me, I promise I'll be fun, I'll keep my controversial thoughts to myself. I love the FIA, yay! rules are made to be broken it's a joke it's a big joke all right this was kind of crazy and chaos and i think i just went to a bit of a rampage i sounded kind of angry see you on thursday guys for a normal podcast episode and i'll see you again on monday to talk about more f1 and hopefully we'll have an answer on the budget caps okay bye Nation.